Real talk, real soul. Welcome to Soul Speak, your HQ for ideas and conversation, the podcast show that tackles today's toughest topics. Now, here are your hosts, the Delivery Crew. Welcome to Soul Speak, here with episode five. Should have been episode six. Oh, man, that's a story. Look, give me a Mortal Kombat whoop-dee. Yeah, that Mortal Kombat fatality hit us hard. Split the uh, fucking audio right in two. Finish him. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm um, more into the uh, animalities. So as you're, I'm sure. Or I'm mispronounced that heavily, but yeah, better. Dude, Mortal Kombat's a kick-ass game. Okay, okay, okay. As I'm sure you guys um not sure what we're talking about we recorded what was going to be part one of the video games which is this this is now part one but we had lance guest star with us and um we got in pretty uh passionate talk uh we came up with what, what was the question again there was screaming <laughs> i don't you kind of sound like christopher walken that was a better. passionate talk yeah <laughs> talking with my hands too <laughs> But uh, so basically, the the thing that kind of I wouldn't say erupted, but I would say the tension kind of came to a peak a little. Um, he he brought up the point that um, he thinks that violent video games have an effect on gun violence, like modern day. Mm-hmm. And I think Bailey had a pretty mm. passionate response to that. I mean, I agree. we all did. I think we all. Yeah, we. There we was were a lot of hangouts from a lot of people. My thing was, I, I agreed with like similarly. But I didn't like the, what the argument was based on. That, that's a, the best way to describe it for me. Well, I mean, you could definitely... He, the, the thing about it that I wish we could freaking show, like, it was a great piece. Like, it, he had this perspective that is a valid argument from the other side. No, it was wrong. <laughs> it was a valid argument. Like, he... he um. He grew up and he played video games. He has experienced them himself, but then he just didn't do research. It was like an ignorant argument to an extent. Like, it makes sense. You got to be able to understand it. Well, also, too, I think he failed to recognize what one thing I was trying to bring up, which is like straight up parental negligence. A parent will go to Blockbuster and rent their kid GTA San Andreas, and their eight-year-old is out there pimping hoes, and they're like, the video games ruined my son. No, it was because you wanted to go to the suntan, mom. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's bro, rated M for a reason. It's so like, easy to throw a controller hey, in a kid's hand. Just I, actually, I do have a funny story. Like, do you, all right. So, whenever the Stick of Truth first came out, like you remember, whenever <laughs> great game, yeah, funny. Yes, South Park did great with I, that. I love that game, like especially being a Final Fantasy nerd. But that's a story for another day. Uh, but like, anyways, uh, no, I remember I went in there and like my GameStop like. They were falling off the shelves. Like I, I couldn't even pre-order. Like they ran out of pre-order copies, and so I went to go buy the very last copy. And like this little kid tried to snatch it from me. Like kid couldn't have been no older than fucking like at least eleven or twelve. How old were you? Uh, I'd have to look up whenever it was released. I if, I know I was at least in like latter high school, like sophomore, junior year. Cool, cool, cool. But cool. like, uh, but I just remember like I went to go grab the copy. No, no, I would. I would have already been. Yeah, yeah. If it was twenty fourteen, I was already graduated. Because I was gonna say no. I, I know I was eighteen whenever it came out. But anyways, uh, okay. Like this, this, a, this kid literally. I went to go get it. This kid snatched it and went to go take it to his parents. And I literally like tapped the parent on the shoulder. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I want that game. And I'm not sure if you know what's in it, but like, <laughs> I need, I'm going to educate you here kind of moment. And like the parent just kind of looked at me kind of funny. And I was like, do you even know what this is? And like this parent had no idea no what South was Park cartoon. was. Like, yeah, she had no idea that it was a TV show. And like I had to bring her up to speed. I was like, this game literally contains nudity. Like, balls. It, yeah. So, Randy's balls. Yeah. Randy's <laughs> balls. <laughs> Like, there. I'm not gonna go into spoilers or anything into it, but it's an amazing game and an experience if you haven't played Man, if it. It's spoiler, a spoiler like, seven years later. Yeah, you're too late. yeah. Spoilers. Okay, fair, his fair his enough, balls but, are just two layered circles, shapes you can get in any word. I document. mean, fair enough, but I, 
I'm a firm believer in like even if you haven't experienced it seven years later, you might want to pick it up again for nostalgia's sake. I mean, that's fair. Fair enough. So like, I, I try not to do much in the spoiler department, even for stuff that's been out. So but the, so the kid stole from you. But no, uh, the parent actually thanked me and gave me the copy back and then she promptly left the game stop with her child uh, <laughs> and here i thought damn, you were gonna pop a cat imagine getting busted like that like you're like oh my but, god yeah i'm about like, to I, I literally had to educate this woman like on this but walks you out of the store because this asshole told on me i mean <laughs> a similar thing also happened to me whenever i wanted to buy gta 4 damn, no. like yeah uh, i went to go buy gta 4 and like my mom like I ha I whenever I tell you she went to go get the person like you know this sweet little old lady comes up goes to grab the copy for me I'm like I'm I'm probably 15 16 yeah anyways like goes to grab the copy for me hands it to me I have this copy in my hands like I I have one like you know and then next thing I know this woman looks at the game and then looks at my mom and says. I have a question, ma'am. Do you know, like, the rating system for the ESRB? And then, like, and at this point, I'm like, God damn it. And, so she, and she goes, like, and my mom's like, no, what about it? Like, I always just bomb the rated M games, but I just assumed that he always told me that was for violence and language. It's like, yeah, that is true. But, like, if you turn it over, you can actually read the whole list. Mm. You got prostitution, like drugs, drugs. Game, nudity, like strong language, strong violence, Tough. and all this other shit. Oh, my mom literally look, takes one look at it. She's like, Bailey. And I'm like, and, you know, I'm playing stupid. I'm over here like, oh, oh I goodness. didn't even know that was in there. I thought this was Minecraft. Like, oh, my God. Let me go read James. And, then, <laughs> and so uh, my mom, I just looked at her and so I, I am sorry. I did not know that this was in here. Just let me get Resident Evil 5. <laughs> and, like, it wasn't the same. Man. But, you know, still rated M. Yeah, still rated M, but it wasn't the game that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Black Ops was my first rated M game, and I my my parents were like, "Oh, it's just a shooter. Who cares?" And then you know the profanity comes up, and I was a little bit uncomfortable because I didn't have a TV in my room. I was playing in the living room, and I'm just like, "Uh, I mean, I get it's war and everything, but chill, boy." Especially zombies. Zombies mm. got so bad. Exactly. Die you. Fucking corpses, and you're like, uh, uh. yeah, man. They threw it in. I mean, it literally had the disclaimer before you started the game. Like, this game has a uh, graphic uh, content. And I think Modern Warfare Two had works. that as well. Yeah, no Russian. Yeah, well, no. I think well, they no. They both can. If I'm not mistaken, both of them even contain missions that you could skip. And yeah, uh -huh. because like, it's yep. through, through the pause menu, like or through options. And I'm pretty sure it's like. Well, spoilers, well, but that game's been out for like 10 years. I mean, yeah. No Russian is definitely the mission from M-Dub 2. Yeah. And that's also, I will say, I think that's where the whole stereotype of uh, uh, shooter games breed shootings. Because, yeah. not going to lie, if I was a parent and I saw my kid playing this game for, you know, like my kid played this game two, three years ago, and I see this news article about this game that has literally an airport shooting. I'd be a little concerned, <laughs> but again, but again, that is that does fall like, on my shoulders for not paying the fuck attention. But at the same time, the game again rated M. Exactly. Like should have only been picked up by adults. Yes, I know Agreed. that sixteen-year-olds get like that's the target well, I mean, audience. 16, like, well, I'm saying sixteen is the target audience, but it's one of those things where by sixteen, like you should kind of have your priorities straight. Mm -hmm. yeah. In my personal opinion, yeah, and you should be able to handle and be able to tell what's reality and what's another, not. Another point like, that needs to be made is video games are a form of art, and it. it Especially no Russian. It wasn't just gratuitous. Oh no, violence you were for the a sake spy. Violence, yeah, yeah. You were you, you were mm -hmm. undercover with this Russian terrorist organization, and if you didn't participate, you, you were, were going to get die. shot. Yes. Yeah, it was part of the story, and, and you ended up getting shot anyway because you know what? Shut the they knew. But I um, mean, you get to skip the mission. So I mean, some people that didn't want to play it weren't going to know anyway. There's they also it one up. small detail that went viral. Uh, there was a sex doll in the bathtub. Of one oh, of the there maps. was. Yeah, okay. and if you if you a state. Yeah, on a state, if, and if you click the the skip whatever mm -hmm. the graphic content, it's not there. Mm -hmm. It's just a little yep. Easter egg. 
Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's funny stuff. I think that's what made the game so good, though, is because they did include that stuff. Well, it's like, you can't, like, in certain games, I will say, like, it's good to kind of include that extreme side because the extreme side is what usually adds quality and life to the game. Like, you... You could have skipped that mission, for instance, and like no rush, and you could have skipped it and got the exact same story. But if you were going for the immersion of it, true, you needed to, you needed that mission, like you needed to see like the dark side. That's how of deep combat. this goes. Yeah, and that and that's one of the biggest aspects of games that they have case studies for. Um, this one case study about um, debunking the video games. Uh, the video games cause gun violence myth. I, it, they specifically talk about how um, the games don't, like, with the proper education and wait until your kids either A, at the right time, or B, understands it's a video game, um, which was one of the biggest points Lance had made was that he didn't understand that. Um, but as long as you get that, then there should be no reason to not have a realistic version of what is possible or plausible in the future to come. And that's what they did. Like, mm -hmm. it's called modern warfare. So they gave you real life experiences that could happen. Like, terrorist groups that are out here doing evil things, like we see in the news every day bombings, like um, suicide bombings, whatever it may be, uh, killing innocent civilians. Like, it showed all of that. And going back to Black Ops, I mean, the Vietnam War was no walk in the park either. Mm -mm. You get captured by Charlie and get told to play Russian Roulette in one of those missions, and it's a, that. It's like, a stressful I, scene. I remember that. Yeah, one. yeah, that, no, that one. That little. one fucked with me. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I couldn't. What? What the fuck do you do? I mean, yeah, you like, just watch this guy yeah. blow his own braids out. Like, fuck. The Call of Duty mission that is still scarred in my head is the one from Black Ops Three. Oh, it's. I might have this confused, which is sad, or Black Ops 2, but it's when you're playing as Woods and you shoot Mason. because That's they, three. Yeah. yeah, it's three. Yeah. Because they convince you that it's like some terrorist. And like, they got a bag that, over his as head. soon as I did that, as soon as I figured out it was Mason, I literally deleted the save and restarted and didn't kill him. Because you, you can get multiple endings. Mm. And like that shit, like shocked me. I'm talking about I I I wouldn't typically quit a game with a story like that. I'd t stick with my decisions. But after that, I was like, there is no way I can live with myself. Bro, you just burnt your holy. Yeah, bro. Like I had because Black Ops was some of my favorite games. Like those hit home. I, I mean, it's like use that for you. It's kind of like Gears for me, where it's like. That Dom scene, whenever you find Maria in Gears 2, like, I remember whenever I saw that, that pulled on my heartstrings. Mm -hmm. Like, that scene alone, that, that, or, like, whenever Ty. you find, yeah, that's what I was about yep. to say, when you find Ty, like, you see a super badass soldier in the beginning of the game take charge. I just fell in to love see with him, him break. Yeah, you fall in love with him. And like, here's he had the thing. my name. You literally only see him. <laughs> In the second game, you see him in the beginning of the second game. I think he, he like talks over comms in the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. like I can't really remember. He does. But uh, but Gears Two, it's like you actually play with him and see him fight, and he just takes charge of the whole thing. And then Bad like man. you, he gets captured after you see him literally fighting Scourge, who has two fucking chainsaws on a staff. Like it's. It's a really amazing scene. Then he just disappears. Then whenever you find him, it's just like, holy fuck. Like, so I love <laughs> an argument that I like to make uh, to counter the point of video games cause violence. Um, to, just to be honest, are you really going to say something about a form of content that has, you know, I mean, like movie-like qualities. Like if I told you there was a murder, a, a tire that killed people. Like that, I can't remember the name of that movie. Oh, rubber. I know. Yeah, rubber. Yeah, rubber. It's called Rubber. Like, you wouldn't use rubber as an example of why movies make kids aggressive, right? So why are you going to take these games, like, especially like a horror game, like something that's supposed to be scary and gratuitous and over the top, they're going to be like, oh, well, this causes violence. Because yeah. it's a, I mean, shit, then that means when Edgar Allan Poe popped off, there must have been a lot, a lot more violence. Well, a lot you, more depression. No, no, we, he, like, we just got more emo kids. I just it <laughs> blows my mind. Well, you get into the tricky situation where, um, if you, where, where Bailey talks about the whole story aspect, and it's an immersive story, 
And that's what you look for in movies. Yes. And then, so, if you go into canceling games because it changes you, well, then you, you would have to think about the same with movies because there is a lot of people who, and, and it's talked about amongst the theater community, who, after they see the movie, they're like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the person in the movie, the star, or whatever it may be, you know? And, like, if that's the case, you, have to, you can't have one without the other. Well, it's also the stigma of the if you think about it, where people also have this idea that video games are a waste of time, but you also have the same where the reason why movies aren't seen as a similar waste of time is because if you think about it, you used to only really have drive-ins. So it's like, what would you do? Well, if you went on a date, you either what went to the nearby, like, you know, ice cream parlor and drive in or some bullshit like the that. Fucking 50s? Yeah, oh, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, I, I'm just, I'm just making the point that, like, you were either hanging out at someone's house, you were hanging out somewhere on the strip of your hometown or whatever. Sonic. Yeah, for us, yeah, for us, it was Sonic, Hardee's, or wherever the fuck. Uh, but, like, literally. You didn't really have video games at that point in time. True. So, like, you grew up going and watching movies with your friends for the most part. But then whenever video games came along, and especially whenever it was brought into the home, like, you, the kids stopped going out. And that's where I think the stigma kind of began that, like, they're useless and pointless. They're well, at your brain. I got into, I won't say an argument. It was, it was an impassioned discussion. And I argued that video games is just as valid of a media outlet as movies or books even. I think you can retain more information through audio, visual. Um, I mean, it's all you. It's all you. Well, and there's something yeah. that even a book or a movie cannot capture. Because these decisions, you're pressing the button. You're you're doing the, It is you. And I think that's also... You know, some of those visual novels like with The Walking Dead, yes. for instance, or like the Telltale game. Yeah, the uh, Black Mirror had something like that mm. too. Oh, yeah, like, in the movie. Yeah. If, if you think about it, like the different ways of learning, you have uh, audio learning, visual learning, and then hands on learning. That's all three? Be yeah, all three in video games. You are literally making the decisions, moving the controls, controlling the hero or the, the antagonist. Or the villain. Or protagonist, sorry. Um, um, well, I guess I had, did have it right. Um, but, um, fuck. Uh, <laughs> it, it gives you the opportunity to control. You hear you hear it, and then I like subtitles just because I, I like subtitles too. Big yeah, subtitles guy. Them. Yeah, you know. Big anime guy. That's kind of why. Yeah. Dude, that's it. <laughs> Literally, it doesn't work any much better except for anime. I think I slightly turned them into subtitle guys. Like, no, no subtitle I was subtitle guy, guy before uh, that. Not at all. My least favorite thing in well, the world is when somebody says something, I'm in the movie theater, and they're like, oh my God, Jake, I love you. And then Jake's like, mm. and you're like, what? What did what did Jake say? <laughs> and I'll never know. Yeah. And I was like, well, because he, he could have literally been like, I love you. Or Someone, he could have been like, fuck you. And I would have never known. Someone's dying, and they're like telling them the location or something. <sighs> well, you can just get one of those deaf people mirrors. But no, I, no. One of my that. favorites is just whenever they do that, and it's like some long ass sentence, but it's like you know their string of breath was like maybe <laughs> two words. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. All right, back back to the video game topic. We went down a little rabbit hole there. Um, question that was asked in our freaking deleted episode: What is everyone's favorite video game that they would? If someone was interested and willing to play any video game that you would instantly show them, what what, what game would well, it be? Well, I'm not trying to correct you. I was just going to say the question was if it was a new player, like it was a game to introduce Ooh. to them. Yeah. It was that, like that's for that, a first-time gamer. Okay. Yeah. So I honestly, I've got, I've got this because this is kind of my go-to. Anything that Mario, anything Mario. If, do you like basketball at all? Go go play Mario basketball. Do you like board games? Go play Mario Party. Do you like tennis? Go, go fucking play tennis. Friends. Golf. It's it is the most universal and accessible game that I can think of right off the top of my head. Because and family friendly. And also, I think something that was genius about the the GameCube in particular is what I'm thinking of because that's was one of my first consoles. Um, the buttons were so distinguishable. If I showed it to you on the screen, the big green button, mm -hmm. 
they would show the B was smaller than the A usually when they would put it and label it. And Y and X was just a memory game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it really is. It's a very accessible game. It, I always like to make fun of it. It was. It's definitely a lot better than the N64 controller <coughs> because that's like, let's drop a controller in a vat of acid and see it controller. And <laughs> mutate. Like that, oh. that is what the N64 with the, with the three pong setup. Yeah, it's like it was made for people with three arms, didn't you know? <laughs> yes, like, dude. Obviously, you know Chuck Norris with the fist in his chin. <laughs> that's who it was made but for. No, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed the GameCube controller too because my brother had one. That was my brother's first console. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it was a really compact controller, but the controls were set up like very, very comfortably for what it was. Also, the L and R button would click when they're all the oh, way yeah. down, so that was always a blast. Especially <laughs> in like uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, whenever you're trying yes, to actually yes. turn it. Yeah. But also, that's the best Mario Kart game. That no, no, hands no down. Debate. Hands down, best Me. Mario Kart. No, nah, man, Double Dash had just... Because uh, another game, another racing game, uh, Crash Bandicoot, the racing yeah. game on oh, PlayStation. Yes. I love Crash Bandicoot. Man. Yeah, but but with the Wii, you got to like you got the little wheel thing, and you could actually like cool. drive. But you could have two people in Double Dash, and on top of that, Baby Mario, Baby Luigi were my go-to, and no one could kick my ass. So I'm a Toad man. <laughs> <laughs> toad. That's what I loved toad. about the Crash Bandicoot version. Instead Fuck of having the personal toadette. items, they just have like I love dry bones. Dry bones on motorcycle, bro. <laughs> Jokes on you. He wasn't in Double Dash. I didn't play Double Dash. I'm talking about Mark on Wii. (laughs) We tried, Bailey. Yeah, we (laughs) did. But or Mario Kart 64. That one was also a really good one. But uh, that was that was a hard Mario. Just Super Mario. That that is my favorite uh, adaptation of Rainbow Road. Personally, it is hard as like whenever I think of Rainbow Road, I go to the N64. I went to my pledge brother's house at one point, and he made us all old fashions, and we played. in 64 Mario Kart and I don't know if it was the old fashioned or the fact that I'm my, my hands are controller new fashion but I was fucking terrible <laughs> I was so bad at Mario Kart well see honestly mine would be Nintendo DS that's why I had most of my Mario Kart time I love DS <laughs> but that's the thing too the yeah. DS was another one of those super accessible ones mm-hmm. like anybody that had a basic understanding of screens would, would be love a DS mm-hmm. like point blank even, even an adult, I think, could thoroughly enjoy a PS. See, I, mean, like, a PS, I, I skipped a DS. The, I actually skipped the DS. I went from the Game Boy Advance SP straight to the, uh, I want to say the first DS I owned was the 3DS. I had a and DS And that was just Lite. because Luigi's Mansion dropped for it, honestly, and like the and then the remakes for Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, one of my favorite DS games, since we're on the topic, and it's kind of a side topic for me at this point in my life, but... Uh, Bowser's Inside Story or any of the Mario and Luigi games for like um, GameCube or DS were absolutely incredible. But I, the one that, that Bowser's Inside Story was really good for mm. a Mario fan. <laughs> it just it was it was it was fan service. It was really badass animations, mm. turn based fighting, a blast. All right. Well, what about yourself, Ty? What what game would you choose? Well, I'd have to go with a classic Dead to Rights. You, you know, it was it was one of my favorite games on PlayStation Two. You get to be a what det- was its rating? It was M rated, but and dude, I was young, man. I was like what six, seven years old when I was beating so that game. So what you're saying is, well, my parents did not <laughs> did not care about rating systems. I neither. Needless to say, however, I did distinguish the difference between real and fake. <laughs> My but, mother thought Halo was as bad as it got. <laughs> dead to rights. Like back then on PlayStation 2, they cared about their story. It was an immersive story. The graphics were simplistic, but enough for you to make finish the image in your head and it'd be beautiful. Beautiful scenery. You can make it out. A trade, like you're walking down a construction site, site you see all the uh, pipes, um, the trailer where they have the office space. You, you're, you're walking around with your little canine dog at your hip. I loved him. God, I wish I could remember his name. Uh, he looks like a husky. I think he is a husky, actually. Um, he, re- he looked pretty slender to me. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> and... Um, Freaking um, it's, the the mechanics of the game was amazing. They had a nice roll mechanic, and I remember being in a roll, lock on somebody, pulling out your pistol, shooting them, keeping going. And 
you know what? At seven years old, never had any urge to want to go shoot somebody after playing that game. Nah, because you'd already done it. Yeah. <laughs> like, to, not to sound graphic or macabre, but, I mean, shit, dog, I can remember coming home from a bad day at school and be like, I'm going to play some fucking Call of Duty. If anything... <laughs> I want to play shooter. <laughs> if anything, I think it's a liable, like, study or thing to look into that um, shooter games can increase the uh, rates of... I guess, um, cops or uh, someone who... Um, I, I think, think that's a stretch. Shit out yeah, the, yeah that, that was a read my mind. How is that a stretch? <laughs> well, because that's the same principle except used the opposite way. Like, go, like shooters at like Call of Duty don't breed like school shootings, but I also... Can't imagine they breed cops either. I don't. I mean, I could see them breeding no, soldiers. No, like you got to think like about if someone it. like yeah. sees yeah. like the honor and I think you guys took it too literal as as in the maybe. But I'm I'm thinking about someone who's just seen as a community hero because in most games you play a hero or an uh, protagonist who does something, accomplished a goal, and does it for the greater good. I, I would say in early titles, yes, but if you. With the way that titles are going now, it's getting to the point where most people are doing RPG style. So it's like they're Choose letting you kind of yeah. It's at, that's kind of what the meta is at the moment. Is like if you're gonna make a story, if it's not you know clear cut and you know direct, for the most part, it's an RPG where you get to choose the arcs and yeah. like you're living in their world. Are you the good guy? Yeah. Like. Or, and. Well, that's a perspective we talked about um, before was that um, uh, RPG games and being able to be a devil in Fallout, mm -hmm. like you had mentioned, uh, with the whole karma rating. Yeah. Like, it's a shame that... Uh, you are vilified. Yeah, you are vilified. Your, your karma level is literally the devil. <laughs> and that was always my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I I would I tried the Messiah at first, and um, it was always just freaking too hard to be good. You kind of got to be a simp to be a Messiah. Yeah, You're like I don't need those extra caps. Like sir. they have so many rooms, <laughs> so many rooms, like food stands, and like it's it's a very realistic game. RPGs are realistic, so they have times at night where the shops close and the shopkeeps will go home, but their whole supply is sitting out. Or you can, like, if you have the key or to their house, if they trust you or something, you Skyrim, go... Skyrim, they just lived in the shop. They would just walk upstairs. Yep. Yeah, You'd steal something and be like, hey. Or you could just put a bucket over their head. Oh, if they're asleep and their door is unlocked, bro, you just, everything downstairs, easy swipe. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pickpocket his robe off of him while he's yeah, asleep. My favorite thing about Skyrim, honestly, kind of going off topic a little bit, is just the fact that every build that I've ever made, it's like, all right, I'm going to be an orc. I'm going to have a war hammer. Like, I'm going to just me smash Ends everything. And I'm a stealth archer. <laughs> and so I love the memes for that. I yeah. honestly am not a big stealth archer guy. I like two-handed weapons and slice and dice. And I, I, if I'm not doing dual wield fucking or I'm uh, a sword spell, it, I, I think it's the is it the battle axes that are the or is it the war? No, it's the war axes that the are, war axes the, are two handed. Okay, that's the war axes yeah. and the battle axes are the single. Yes. If I remember correctly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I, I like dual wield like Daedric, those two, and just give zero flam. I'm a Claymore I guy. I love being the sword spell too, because I always have like my quick menu. Mm -hmm. And I loved like shooting, this, shooting some fireballs at somebody or firebolt more of. Shoot a couple of those. They get close and you get to summon your own sword. Then you just. You that was a pretty cool spell. That was an awesome spell because it was Daedric and, yeah. and it would level to you. Daedric, that man, that term th throws me back to freaking Oblivion. That but, was that was honestly one of the first RPG games. Oblivion was kind of hard for yeah, me when I, I was younger. It was one I would stopped playing for like a year or so and came back and finished. I had so many games like that. Oblivion was a very self-driven game to me. Like you had to go into it. You had to want to go mm -hmm. find something to do. Like... I mean, Which is not a bad quality. I think that's a. I, I think that's part of the immersion of it. Because then all of a sudden you walk into a cave, and then you're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, it's pretty hot in here. Why is everything on fire? Are you made of bones?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Again, in the deleted podcast, sadly, and since all that shit happened, uh, you said that you haven't played a lot of games, Matt. But I mean, what, what about you? Um, you know, I've always found that it's one of those things where you just uh, start people with what they're passionate with. 
For me, I uh, my first system was a GameCube, and my first game was Formula One 2002. Nice. Um, and, and I'll bring that thing up so that we can talk about it in just a second. But um, I remember that, you know, I, at that age, I was a big NASCAR fan. I, I had friends who, like, worked on the circuit and, uh, you know, big cars with big engines. It's it's what's not to love. Mm-hmm. Truthfully. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I would start somebody on Forza. The NASCAR games have been trash recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the, the NASCAR Unleashed. Have you ever played that 2005 one? Chase for It's the like cup. Burnout. Yeah. But 2005 Chase for the Cup. That was, yeah. that was the one I started on for NASCAR. But, um, no, I started with racing games, then got into sports games. I think I had, like, some Harry Potter stuff that was Harry Potter games fun. are cool. Yeah. They were. Yeah. The second one was a, my favorite. I had the, Throwing gnomes. the first one, the fifth. Okay. Yeah. And um we're I'm just rolling through. And now that that thing I said I would bring up that I brought up in the in the first podcast was um (laughs) for the first month or so, I didn't have memory cards. So I would wake up in the morning, go play my GameCube, win a couple races, and go to sleep or do whatever with the rest of my day. And wake up the next morning and do it all over again. Just because I didn't have memory cards. I didn't understand the concept. I was like, oh, okay, I just got to, you did it again. It's fine. That's the point of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Speed yeah, always have a record. It's, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That Damn. is funny. I mean, I was right there with you in that boat. I have plenty of stories where uh, my memory card, because um, I had two, a black one that was... Uh, let me take her out real quick. So my memory card issues, um, I had two. However, well, let me describe it first. One was black, and it had eight megabytes, which at the time was freaking powerful. Eight megabytes could hold every game I had, at least one save. And, you know, very rarely would I ever have to manage. And then I had a, a smaller, I think it was like a two megabyte, or one uh, transparent one, and um, what console was this on? I'm sorry, PlayStation Two. Word, 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 word. Yes, and I ended up having three PlayStation Twos because having a split family means you get to have multiple Christmases. Let's go. Yes. Or you're just a rich bitch. <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was similar in that front. But um, I was similar in that front. So I'd have a PlayStation Two at my dad's, my mom's, and my grandmother's. And this stemmed also because of jealousy, not wanting to take systems over, and all this crap. And um, so I would go play, put it in the clip holders, because PlayStation 2 boxes had the freaking clip holders for your memory cards. Coolest thing ever. They helped players out. And um, so I'd put it in there, and then I'd leave the copy over at um, my mom's or grandma's house or something. And I wouldn't think anything about it or grab the uh, other copy I have that's the same version because, you know, same multiple Christmases can get multiple presents. And I learned early not to tell, uh, like, I wouldn't tell them to get the same presents. I learned that, too. (laughs) But if they ended up getting me the same presents, I wouldn't tell them because I made my mom cry one Christmas. Damn. Damn. And right. it was over mm. SmackDown versus Raw 2010. And I was really happy. That's like, pretty ironic. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful fucking game. Like, I played the shit out of it. But, man, she, she was heartbroken. And, uh, but I forgot my memory card, gra- grabbed the wrong copy, whatever, whatever it may have been. Get home and then start playing another game. And there wasn't any given time that I wasn't playing for four to six hour sessions. Just guys, you know, young kids. That's are some, those are some. Too, no, those are some rookie hours. We need right to there. No, no, that, that's just baby. like when if I if I had to go somewhere during the day. If I had all day, it was all day, twelve to sixteen hours, a full session, full full work day <laughs> behind the controller, behind the stick. And um, you bet your damn ass, I am not. <laughs> going to lose my spot i am not going to do all that again not after progress i made so i would leave my like my playstation 2 on for multiple days two to three days at a time and it was the brick version all consoles are like that yeah and like oh yeah up to this point basically 
I'd wait till I'd freaking be able to uh, access my memory cards again and save it. But man, I ran that power bill up. <laughs> and man, you knew when they got turned off because I'd scream. I, I first thing I'd check as soon as I come in my room is the is the, is the green light still on? Because you had a green light for power and a blue light for the eject button. It was the most like coolest thing. And then it turned red when it was off. And if you saw the red light, uh, funny enough about the PlayStation Two. Before I go into you could turn story. the logo on the front. Yeah, you could turn the logo. That was also really cool about it. But I had the fat one, too. But uh, as bad as I hate to admit it, it actually took me until I honestly got my 360 before I realized that you could actually turn the system off by <laughs> pressing and holding the reset button. Like, whenever I got done with my gaming sessions, like, I, I treated it like the PlayStation 2, or not the PlayStation 2, I, I treated it like the, uh, like Super Nintendo, because I never actually owned a PlayStation 1, so I don't know the differences. It doesn't happen on PlayStation <clears throat> 1. Oh, it doesn't either? It's well, literally I, yeah. like a DVD player with a round <laughs> button. Yeah. Well, I, it's like I said, like, I had buddies that had it, I just didn't personally own one, but I treated it like you would the Super Nintendo, like if you wanted to play a different game, power off. Uh, if the game wasn't working or froze, reset, and you know, and that's what the PlayStation Two was. It was like you know, you had the power button, but it on the PlayStation Two, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually it was either just a sign or it, it was said, a green triangle. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like a green triangle or something. And then the but eject was, was the blue X. Yeah, and like I would just hit reset whenever I wanted to change games because if you ejected during reset, you know, the games would just pop out and take you to the home screen if you, that's what you want to call it. But, like, I, at the end of a game session, after I knew everything was saved and everything, I just hit reset and then I would just, like, flick the back switch off. Kill and, the power switch. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's why my. Either that or I've fucked up the power, but I mean, uh, my PlayStation 2, like I said, is one of the original fat ones, still runs to this day perfectly. Like, the only problem I've got with it is like every now and again, I got to put WD 40 on the disc tray. Well, that, that joking, was a common problem. But like, joking about spraying it directly, I actually take it apart and clean it. But like, I've, I've got to clean it periodically to make sure like the parts are moving and everything's in fashion. But other than that, like disc reader works fine, still works this day. So, but anyways, uh, I digress. I would say the like my game would probably be any Naughty Dog game. I would probably oh, go with Naughty Dog games are great. Yeah, but I would go specifically just with the like I said the first console i ever owned personally was a playstation 2 my dad owned the super nintendo so i never really called it my console but anyways uh whenever i got the playstation 2 it was bundled with uh jack and daxter the precursor legacy and gran turismo it was either one two or I'm, fair, I'm fairly certain it was Gran Turismo 2. I didn't really play it that often because I got so emerged into Jack and Daxter. Like, it was the first play, or like the first game, if I'm not mistaken, that actually introduced a day and night cycle. So, like, whenever you were going through in real world time, it would actually go day and night. It was also the first game to, like, not have loading screens, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Like, it was a fully. It was a full, fully rendered world without a loading screen. Didn't Majora's Mask do the night and day cycle? They did, but there was loading screens, and it was like, and on top of that, it was scripted. True. Whereas Jack and Daxter, there was an actual like, I think it was like thirty minutes a day, thirty minutes a night, but nice. it like was constant. That's bars. Like, which compl like complete with shadows and everything. It was a revolutionary game. Hell yeah. But uh. Anyways, the reason why I'd go with that is that it literally has a little bit of everything in it. Like, it's a platformer. It's got collection. It's got, like, go talk to this person. Go and, like, fetch quest, basically. Or, you know, go talk to this person. I'll trade this for this. And, like, it's pretty much a really simple, like, collection game. It's like you collect precursor orbs and you trade 90 of them to, like, a villager or something for a power cell. Or you can go adventuring to go find a power cell. Or you could just talk to random town folk and then they'll be like, hey, do this for me and here's a power cell. And it's like, it, it's just a really basic collection game, but the story for it is just 
like a tier. Like it is definitely a game that I would recommend like everyone play at least once. It is definitely a children's game. And but like it's okay. Reminds me of Ratchet and Clank. But it's like yeah, pretty much. But it's like it's such a beautiful game and it was revolutionary for its time. And uh like I don't know. And then if you well, I was gonna say the another reason why I would start with that though is it it's a game that grows up with you because then whenever you beat Jack and Daxter the Precursor Legacy, there's actually two endings. There's one where if you collect all the power cells before, like there's a you're supposed to collect a hundred power cells, but there's a hundred and one in the game because some people can't get one of them for some reason and it's stupid. <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, if you collect all hundred power cells, uh, you could uh, or you'll open up a door, you'll find this machine, you power it, and there's a cutscene. And then uh, that sets up for two years later for Jack 2. Whoa, spoilers, dude. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so weird. But, like, you get the cutscene either way, but there's different dialogue for, like, if you don't get the power cells, you just go up to a door and it's like, hey, there's this door, but you're going to need 100 power cells to open it. And it's like, cool, now I get to go through like my whole game list and figure out figure which out ones where are. where the yeah. hell they are. Uh, That's like all those games, yeah. like Spyro is just like that. Yeah, it's like, oh God, which diamonds did I miss? Or uh, which gems yeah. I miss? It's like in BMS when you got to open the uh, the dildo door and you got a lube and you just got to go back and find more lube. Like, oh God, where's the lube? <laughs> Pretty much, I guess, <laughs> if, if that's what you're into. But... Anyway, I mean, but that's when Blue Mountain yeah. State, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Great show. But, Great reference. But my point honestly. is, is if they enjoy that game, like I said, it's it has driving it, it has exploration, it has story, collection, fetch quests. Like it's it's literally an RPG beginner's dream. Ty the Tasmanian yeah. Tiger was yeah. like that too. And that's what yeah. I really liked. And then you go into Jack Two, and like you go from a rated E kids game two years later. Now you come smack dab with a rated T game, and like it is edgy as hell. Like beautiful. Like it, it, it brings in guns. It's 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 a kid's GTA playground is the best way to describe it. I love it. But it's not GTA. Like you're not encouraged to kill the civilians. You're not in like it is encouraged to hit the I guess peacekeepers, but you're part of an underground revolutionary army, so that's so kind of the you could do badass stuff just without it being super graphic. Yeah, yeah, and, and like there's yeah, no blood, sure. but it's like, but it's literally like you can you can steal the hover cars and stuff like that, and there's like you can do stuff like that. It doesn't really matter what you do; it's your playground. You can, and it's an open world city, just like uh, its precursor, like without any loading screens. But it's I put quotation marks in that for that because, like, there are kind of loading screens that are hidden. Is it like where like, the game stops and then it's like boop? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like going through an airlock. I guess that's like, <laughs> yeah. like you would literally walk into like this area and a door would close behind you, uh-huh. and then like a door in front of you would like. Like it would be like two seconds for the scene, and then the door opens. Yep, yep, yep. You know what another great video game is? What? Pokemon Coliseum. Man, that, that and Pokemon Snap. Oh, Pokemon Snap was so fun, yeah. bro. That's actually probably my oldest memory of a video game is Pokemon Snap because I always was jealous of my brother because he always got the coolest mm-hmm. pictures and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I <laughs> always my- preferred Pokemon Apt Install or Apt Get. I was like. How the hell did you know that Mole Trace was coming? <laughs> oh, I threw an apple specifically during this frame at this angle and There's it lands here. And it's like, and no, like that was always like my biggest problem because like I used to play at the Boys and Girls Club and like we had a buddy that actually had an N64, so he'd always bring his memory card with him. But whenever he didn't have it, we'd have to unlock everything without one or. And so it was always so bullshit because, like, we were like, how the fuck does he get this Pikachu on a surfboard? (sighs) Like, how? And it's like, oh, you have to, like, throw this line of apples, but you have to do it, like, quick enough and start, like, early enough so that by the time you come around, he's getting to the surfboard. (laughs) Wow, that's wild. You want to... It's a fun game. We have some crazy news I just thought about. GTA. 
uh, today uh, just released something. Well, not GTA. It was by a rap uh, news article on Instagram. Rap's pretty reliable. They, they have some cool stuff. Yeah. Apparently, there is just just normal player uh, figured out how to uh, stop the load screen problem on GTA, and he presented it to GTA, and they paid them paid him ten thousand dollars, and they are now releasing it in their new update, and it's getting rid of the load screen. Ten thousand dollars is not near enough. <laughs> he no, should have no, charged the dog shit out of them. Them uh, white hats doing their jobs. Dog, I have yeah, something right. that you can't do. And yeah. it's done and ready and proven right here. The, let's let's talk about that number again. The like, reason whoa. why people buy a new console is for load times. Most a lot of the time. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's, when you make when you make a generational leap as a console at this point in the game. Unless they you gotta be like, better at everything. You know, unless it's like gamer and you're controlling some humans, like <laughs> that's the best you can get it is get out of those load times. I love how they explained ping in that game. Oh, like yeah. they just a very just X's and O's way of describing it. It was pretty funny mm-hmm. if you've never seen Gamer. Gamer was a fucking amazing film. Honestly, the that, te- that the end of the movie was crazy too. Like the like ethics it, of it or the morality of it, however you want to say it. Um it's crazy. Uh, it's it's the future of what VR is going in right now, and it shows like how impactful VR really is. Um, it's a it take it took it to the extreme. So yeah. just give you basis. Um, uh, this young kid didn't care anything about it. You know, he's just good at what he does. Yeah, he was like a ninja. Think about it like that. He was really freaking good at this one game. Yeah, and the game was controlling these soldiers through a war zone and completing the objective and when they completed the objective they were awarded like fuck ton of real money yep bunch of cash and a bunch of other rewards like women bunch of other things they were controlling death row inmates yes like actual like their bodies and shit yeah through through battle scenes and killing them and when they actually died they died and then yeah they're dead and then the winning soldiers were freed out of the game you had to win so many games but here's the thing you couldn't die once so Mm -hmm. like it was kind of just a toy the idea but it's about you know gerard butler's the soldier and he's getting controlled he's like getting real close to getting out and it gets crazy Gerard Butler did great in that film. I love it. Yeah, that. there's this whole like underground hacker community that gets involved. It's cool. It's it's definitely a sleeper movie, honestly, because there's a lot of people that have either seen it or haven't. Like, yeah. it's a pretty clear yeah. cut movie. I'm pretty sure that's just all people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no, well, no, you know, you've either seen this film or you haven't. Well, I mean. I, I, I get what you're saying with that, but I mean, like, there's a couple, there's a handful of movies that are like that where, like, you would be very surprised if someone had seen that movie. Just like, there's, I've got a list of movies that I wouldn't be surprised if none of y'all had seen them. You've either seen or have heard The Wizard of Oz. Correct. Uh, I, as a child, saw them. Like, that was the very first movie that I ever saw in movie theaters. Very satisfying. How old are you? <laughs> yes. No. Well, you were, how much oil did they give you, Tin Man? <laughs> they have changed you well. No. Um, v, uh, VR is definitely like on the move to becoming something like gamer. They have the technology of uh, um, treadmill systems that can run diagonal forward and backward to allow you to run stationary. And you can run in game real time with the freaking goggles on and sound gloves and and you can feel the shots on your chest whenever you get shot. Like it's it's a wild concept. Like Man, that's too much damn work. I play video games so I don't have to exercise. But just imagine how it would change exercise. Like there's a lot of people who say like it wouldn't be they wouldn't think twice about it or it wouldn't be a big deal to do it. If they are playing a game, or like if they could act out Fallout, or act- please don't bring up Tranquility Lane for the love of God, please don't. I sure as shit am, <laughs> and here I am. What you Vault got? Vault One Twelve. They had people in VR lives, yep. so they could survive the apocalypse in as comfortable of an imagination as you want. It's kind of like a Sukiyomi, and just and you're kind of in this mm-hmm. trance in this different life in Tranquility Lane. 
yeah, and all of these people, the 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 apocalypse is you know kind of happened already. All the dukes went off. Yeah, it's about but like the years. wasteland is open. Like you can leave the vault now, but everyone's still in this VR. And Wally talked about shit like that too. Like there is you know a really dark end game to some of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, being when you're totally consumed yes, by the technology. Yes. Because there's a difference between, you know, having like a healthy escape, like wanting to go home, blow off some steam on the game mm-hmm. and having an obsession where I'm losing sleep. I can't eat. I don't want to leave. I'm, I feel like in, I can't leave because you have to play this game. I was going to say in their defense, though, they like Vault 112 was most Definitely a experimental vault by Vault Tech going by the story. Yeah, vault Tech are some jackasses like, too. It was like some like government experimental. Tech yeah, that's control. all Vault Tech was. And but um, it definitely is a, a big issue to consider. Like that's where the perspective you have to take in that perspective of um, is it an issue that games are increasingly causing a disconnect where you just get. Like addicted to them. That that is a, a perspective that should be taken seriously. Well, you know, and part of me also feels like, well, what about the corporations that like get people addicted to cigarettes or get people addicted to sodas? It's the same concept. You know, you don't think somebody's a jackass because you know they only drink Mountain Dew, like. Well, I kind of no, do actually. No, well, and don't okay. get me wrong. I'm not just because we're from Aller or somewhere. <laughs> not by any means am I saying you attack the companies making the games. No, by by what I'm saying is it is a serious concern and definitely a topic that should be looked into, studied, and taught is about the serious concerns of game addiction. And when you you know. Anytime you involve a kid at something at an early age, they have a certain type of feeling for it, especially with something that can increasingly change your hormones and produce dopamine in your body. I, it can make a big difference in how you and how you form and develop. I mean, you mean I'll, like jacking off? No, that. God damn. It. Well, I was. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that because I was going to be coming in with something that, like, I just don't want, like, child me. And then you, and, like, you saying masturbation, like, in the same running line. Do you need to talk after this? I. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a lot okay. of pent up no, tension growing no, up? No, no, it's more, no, it's more of a. Bailey, you got to let the demons out. No, have you ever, like, had a meet, like, you know. Your uncle in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the game of life. You know, like <laughs> this is your official trigger warning. Thirty minutes into content. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but after the trigger, after the trigger, after the trigger. <laughs> but nah, God damn it, I forgot. Uh, anyways, no, nah, I was gonna say like, as far as your addiction goes, I would say. <coughs> Did you just pause it? No. Or, oh, well, shit. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, whoops. Uh, but no, going back to that, uh, child me, like, I, I started video gaming with my dad on the Super Nintendo. Like, it's one of those hilarious things where, like, I, I remember playing Tetris and all this other shit on it, and it was so much damn fun. And then... Your dad I, was teaching yeah. you life lessons through the whole. Yeah, hour. yeah. He was kicking my ass, and like that's where like I w- I got this mentality of I'm going to beat you, even as like an early child. Like I will beat you at Tetris. I will beat you at these games that you keep kicking my ass at, and like especially Mortal Kombat. Especially <laughs> that game's pretty difficult yeah. too. So like it yeah. pisses the me only off. Way that I, the, the only way that I could beat him up until a certain point was I would go in and turn off the special moves because <laughs> I didn't know any of the damn special moves, but he knew all of them. So like I would sometimes start up the game where he couldn't use them, and like yeah, he would he would notice and just still whoop my ass without them. But like he wouldn't say anything about me turning them off until the one time that I finally beat him. 
And he was like, you know, next time you can beat me by turn or, and leave, you know, the special moves on. Dude, I had but NFL Street of the game. It's game. like... Oh, so sorry. Uh, I thought you were done. Apologies. Uh, I mean, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that mine's an addiction. Mine would be more of a competitive streak. It's like, <laughs> I want to be good at whatever the next competitive level is. Well, True. See, that's you, why the Battle Royale is yeah. popping right now. I'm better than everybody here. Well, you, you <laughs> also got to think about the aspect that competition can also be addictive in the sense of striving for so much competition. But uh, don't get me wrong yeah. by any means. I started yeah. at a young age. Like, video games was my tranquility, was my escape. Me too. Like, there was nothing like coming home from school same. and popping on the game. Yeah, my, my favorite thing ever. At is any like, point. My like I said, my dad started me on the Super Nintendo, got me a PlayStation, or sorry, Santa got me a PlayStation 2. And then, like, after that, I, I literally be, was just a gamer at heart, and my dad was one of those people who was like, I, I don't know where you got like sitting around on your ass all day and playing video games started. Like, you know, this is this is stupid. It's like, you, you started it, Dad. Like, <laughs> well, I gotta say, my biggest thing is, um, like, I even though I did it and I wouldn't change it about myself because it made me who I am, taught me all the things I know because you learn so many lessons True. through video games. Um, depending on how you look at them. Um, I wouldn't want my, uh, my kid to play at an early age as much as I did. I wouldn't care if he wants to play. I feel I'd, the same I'd look way. into the game, look into what it shows them, I guess. And like, if, if he wants to play it and he has a good, like, if he, if, if it's something that's fun, sure. I'm not going to say he can't play it just cause it's not educational or it's, uh, there's, I, some parents still say, "How did what value does it provide for you?" or something like that. Like I've heard that from my buddy's parents. Like they won't let him, they wouldn't let him get games for the longest if it had no type of educational value or life like life value. JT. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, that stops about 16, 15. Uh, but now he's a streamer. Yeah, <laughs> he ha- dude, he he's got a pretty Shout nice out setup. Opi- opioid. He has a mini key too. He has a mini. I think I, he, no. I just saw him order a mini cube. But yeah, shout out Opioid. Go listen to his Twitch. Um, he's always streaming. Always streaming. He'd love it. Uh, and that's Opioid spelled with an O. I mean, uh, spelled <laughs> with a zero. Sorry. And um, but yeah, um, I, I would definitely like want them to experience the games I played growing up because they did have an impact on me. But I now knowing what I know. No, it's not healthy to be in front of a screen for as long as that was. Well, see, that's where I I, I agree and kind of disagree with you. It's one of those things where if my kid wanted to spend this much time in front or as much time in front of a screen as I did, it would be hypocritical of me and my personal opinion to be like, I can understand no, that sentiment as well because. Like, I did most of my gaming hours by choice. Like, I made damn sure to get my homework done at school so I could just See, maximize my time me too. gaming. There was a lot of time for me, though, where but, I was yeah. home alone as a kid a lot. Like, my parents would work late. Mm-hmm. That's all I would do is game. And I, I would try to get my kid, like, out and about a little bit more than I was. Because there were times where, unless I was out doing something... Halfway important. I was huddled up, but that's not video games' fault. My well, kids see, are going to be athletes as long as they're bringing home gold medals. I don't care what they do when they're not at practice. No, right, I'm, I'm it, six foot three, two. I'm two two fifty right now, but we won't talk about that. But my kid will be an athlete. We'll be all right. Athlete. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like for me, it was just like I was kind. Of, I wasn't like you, I'll say. I wasn't as special. For me, I did ha- abide by the special? ESRB. Yeah, I called you special. Like, I didn't get... Like, I had to go to friends' houses to play, like, those rated M games. Like, <laughs> me too. And that's because, like, the only rated M games that I owned... Like, the first one I ever got was uh, Combat Evolved for the computer... Oh. And then after that, I got Halo 2. But the reason why my mom would buy those for me while they were rated in was because I wasn't shooting people. 
and that was her whole thing was like I, Halo Two is sometimes. You it, if it was like, well, we're not talking about the flood or like the elites or anything like that. But the, by the time she bought me Halo Two because she knew that I enjoyed Halo One. But like, whenever I turned sixteen, is whenever I started like actually being able to get Call of Duty and shit like that. Mostly because I just went to my dad and was like, "Hey, can you buy me this?" Because he would do it. So. Well, it, it was, I, I was actually around like the proper ages, so to speak. Yeah. And it's like, I knew the difference, but and I would definitely it. not let my kids as early of an age as I've seen squeakers on the 360 True. Mm-hmm. start. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot more like this. This is a good subject. I want to dive back into come uh, next episode because there's a lot I have to say about just that topic alone. Um, however, I think we're running out of time today. Um, we can't wait to see you guys next week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our stories, uh, what we had to say, that perspective. You know, sorry that we couldn't give you the real thing when it first <laughs> dropped, but you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn. You learn the processes as we go. But right. uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, real talk, real soul, soul speak. Let's go. Good night, everybody. See you guys in a few days. Like what you hear or have a topic suggestion for the show? Join the conversation and subscribe now on social media at Soul Speak TV or visit soulspeak.tv for more exciting content. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Soul Speak, real talk, real soul.